Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Thursday, July 20th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop, happy to have you with us here as uh, today is the day, Colin. Special segment two coming up. Stay tuned for that as the commanders after this afternoon's meeting in Minneapolis will no longer be owned by the guy that wrecked the team, Dan Snyder. Yeah, it's a special day. It's an emotional day. has been waiting for ever since, basically. He bought the team. It's been uh, a historic franchise before that and since then basically the laughing stock of the NFL. So the fact that this day has finally come that not many fans actually ever thought would ever come is here is a big sigh of relief and hopefully good things are to come now hopefully they are dylan you can't necessarily understand what we're going through as you you're a fan of a a pretty darn good fan base in the baltimore ravens yeah a team that's got a real stable thing going on i just you know i'm happy for you guys that you might actually have some stability hopefully competent ownership now at least you would hope i don't think it can get any worse if it can there's i don't want to know yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah if i don't Colin, think it you may have worse. jinxed it before the show to be completely honest with me all right well last night or yesterday early evening the berkeley post 14 hornets punched their ticket to the state legion baseball tournament by defeating the North Berkeley Post 60 Knights 5-8 complete game uh, shutout by Braden Stoudemire on the mound and uh, timely offense for the Hornets. They defeat the Post 60 Knights who later on would fall to the Post 64 Potomac Valley team. Uh, So Post 60's run is done, but the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets later this afternoon at 5 p.m. will take on Post 64. They need to win one game to make it as the Area 4 champions. But, Colin, your thoughts on yesterday's game? Post 14 got on it early with a two-run home run by Cam Moore to start things off in the bottom of the first and then tacked on two more runs in the second and one more in the third against Montgomery, and that's where things stood for the rest of the game when Girardin came in for North Berkeley that kind of stopped the offense of post 14 only getting one hit after that but on the mound it was lights out by Stoudemire a beautiful game by him out on the mound no walks issued uh two hit by pitches but that's all right nine total strikeouts in the seven innings only giving up three Three hits. hits so great performance by him and you like what you saw there from them. So hopefully they can go out and replicate that today with the water. You did. Timely hitting two home runs in the ball game. Cam Moore hit the first one in the first inning. And then Landon Sifford launched one to left field in the second inning. Uh, just to kind of put the bow on it there. Uh, you caught up with Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin along with Braden Stoudemire after the game. And here are the interviews. Hornets pick up the 5 nothing win 
over the North Berkeley Knights get to automatically advance to a state tournament as well as tomorrow's area championship. So once we get Trip all set up here. Trip, can you hear us? I can hear you. All right, you sound good for us as well. Your team goes out and gets the shutout today, and it was all on the mound there for Braden Stoudemire with a great start think, going um, the complete game. It's just yeah, he was dominant out there. Got a hit, a hitter, you know, three pitches. He got thrown for strikes. Felt good out there, and uh, you know, he just took it serious and job at hand. And uh, it's that time of year where you have to just, you know, give him the baseball and tell him to go until they can't go no more. And uh, you know, he was up there getting close to 90 some pitches. Had a couple guys loosening up over there, but. He got it done, wiggled out of that one inning where he got the bloop single, and after that he cruised. Any thought of, of going to the bullpen and letting a guy like Fletcher throw the seventh, or did you, you know, Stoudemire was just throwing the ball so well that you just wanted, you know, I think he was only at eight, 84 pitches yeah. to start that inning, so was that in your mind, or were you just going to let him go? Yeah, Fletcher was over there loose. You know, he started stretching there in the bottom of the fifth, uh, started tossing a little bit in the sixth. He just kept going, and, you know, Stoudemire wanted the baseball, and, you know, when the kids, it's really hard to, to do that to him, and he, he just went out there and showed uh, in the seventh inning why he wanted to go back out there. There. So, but yeah, I mean, any sign of uh, trouble or he gets that hundred pitch mark, you know, we had Fletcher there ready to go to finish it off, but um, didn't need him. So we only used one arm, and we got a game to go. We got to be beat twice now. So we, uh, Lane Delauder came in third bullpen. I think he's going to get one of those games tomorrow, and all the rest of our guys, Boober and Myers, and and uh, you know, all of our starters, are, you know, Horowitz ready to throw. I mean, I think we're good to go offensively your team still showed out maybe not in the amount of runs for the firepower but for sure with two home runs coming from cam moore as well as landon sifford going yard today yeah i'd like to see this hit the ball better actually i mean you know the the, the, the home runs they cleared the bases resets the inning uh, you know double singles doubles triples keep the chaos uh, on the base pass after the home runs they were able to you know keep us off the scoreboard and that's a little bit concerning considering you know this team uh, you know, lives on, uh, you know, offense a lot of times. But today it was pitching. So, um, and, and defense was really good. You know, nice play at short, nice play in the right field. So, uh, we had enough offense to get it done. And the pitching and the defense are on point. So, you know, hopefully, I, I, I'm not worried about the bats. I know they'll come around. Yeah, I mean, we talked to- Colin and I talked, you only had one hit there after the third inning, so I figured you were, you know, pressing a little bit as everything seemed to be like, you know, soft contact and stuff like that, but, you know, I I think if you've been around baseball long enough, you know, you play these games, and and even though, you know, you probably were the, the overwhelming you know, favorite, um, that doesn't necessarily go that way when you get into playoff baseball. But just talk a little bit about where you think your team is now and, and how their focus is moving forward. You're automatically, you know, going to go to the state tournament next week. And, you know, it's it's my humble opinion that you have a, a great chance to not only win the area but to win the state championship. Um, and that might be putting a little too much pressure on these guys. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that if you sat down and, and look at it, I think that's got to be in your mind too. Yeah, I mean, I think we have enough pitching depth to go through a tournament like that, and I think that's what's big. And, of course, you know, our bats, uh, you know, can do damage. And, you know, and our defense has been pretty tight. So we do have, a, you know, we do have, a, you know, the three parts of the game that uh, – and then we have some baseball IQ with some of these guys out here as well. So, I mean, the fourth part of the game, you know, we certainly uh, uh, can put it all together and we can, you know, we can beat a team 18 nothing one night or we can we can put, uh, you know, get them on and get them over and get them in baseball as well. So, 
you know, I just think that uh, these guys, they came out today and I was proud. There's a whole lot, whole different attitude as to when we came out here and played in the doubleheader last week. You know, they went in the cage, turned the music on, they were looser, but but they were they were locked in. They got out here, you could see the focus. And, uh, you know, they, they took what they give them. A couple of times we offered for bad pitches, but, you know, the, the slower below kind of gets you on your front foot and swing the bad pitches. But we did a pretty good job of staying back. And, uh, you know, I'm not real concerned about the offense, but um, I'm just really glad the pitchers are here throwing more. I mean, uh, Boer, Myers, Delauder out back throwing, getting ready. You know, Fletcher's out there throwing. You know, those guys want to be ready. Boober's going to be ready. So that's my, you know, you, you know, pitching is huge. And, and that's our folks. Our defense and offense will get us through a tournament and our depth of arm to get us through a tournament. But we have to, you know, limit the free 90s. And um, that's what we have to do. All righty, Trip. Thank you. Uh, congrats on the win. We'll swap you out now with Braden Stoudemire. So here we go as Braden. Congrats on the win. You went complete game out there on the mound, absolutely dominating in the seven innings, only giving up three hits, nine strikeouts, and no walks. Uh, you were trying to work quickly out there. Just yeah. how were you feeling out there today? I just I felt good. You know, I tried to keep the pace, and they, they started trying to slow me down, and that wasn't working either. But... I got a hit early with all speed. I got him late with the fastball, and they started to struggle with it, and I recognized it early and just kept with it. I think as a, as a pitcher, you know, and someone who also plays the middle a little bit, you know, you like a pitcher that works quickly, you know, kind of like you do, and I think your defense really played well behind you. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, when I when I keep my pace up, I definitely feel like the guys stay more engaged in the game, and it keeps them ready. So I had Riley Bob over there at third make a lot of good plays on some slow rollers. I had Carson Baber make a great double play up the middle. You know, my, I always know that my guys are behind me. Cam Moore making a diving play and right, all huge, and I love him for it, that's for sure. There in the first inning, it kind of looked like early on maybe your control of the fastball wasn't there, but your curveball was, and once you fully got settled in, it became a true one-two punch. Just talk about, I guess, your arsenal there and how it was on point today yeah i felt that i didn't have the fastball early so i kept on getting i got the get me over slider kept on throwing that over the plate and then once i started getting my fastball later on you know if it, if i missed high i'd come back with a curveball 12-6 you know get their eyes going the slider just fooled them after i throw a slider then go back with the inside fastball you know it just keeps them guessing and backing off the plate no i thought you did a great job mixing pitches and, and you talk about that get me over slider and i think you got to give a lot of your credit too to your catcher landon sifford who i thought bought you some low strikes i thought bought you some outside th- strikes i thought he called a nice game and i think the battery of you two just worked really well today i completely agree he did a great job back there today he always works hard for me and i love it Talk a little bit about uh, moving forward. You got the area championship tomorrow against the winner of uh, Potomac Valley and in North Berkeley, and you're automatically going to the state championship. Just talk a little bit about where you think this team is uh, this year, maybe compared to last year, um, and, and what your goals are. I think we are definitely taking this a bit more serious this year versus last year. Everyone came today with a different mindset than what we normally had during the regular season games. Like everyone wanted to get in there and give it to them. We didn't want to have no six-five game again. We we want to really give it to them. Our offense struggled a little bit today, but I don't see that being a problem in the future. I see us getting back on it and doing us, doing post 14. So I think we're going to go down there, get ahead early, hopefully, and show people what we got. All right, Braden, congrats on the win. We'll let you go. Rest All right, Colin and Aaron Byler. Shout out Aaron Byler. He's going to help us out again today, a little shorthanded with Nick on vacation. Uh, but I think he said it earlier in the interview was perfect that his teammates – the infield was picking him up. There were some great defensive plays made throughout that ball game 
that really picked him up when he wasn't necessarily, you know, when he walked a guy or hit a hit a guy. And I think that just shows a good team. And for him, this is his last – these are his last games that he's playing for Berkeley post-14 because he ages out at 19U, Brandon Stoudemire does. So I'm assuming last night's start probably meant a little bit more for him knowing it was – a chance to get to the area tournament, a chance to get a state bid, which he could potentially pitch in the state and show out because he's had a couple t- couple tough outings of late. Yeah, and it was great to hear him also say that the mentality there from the team as a whole is completely different than last year. And last year's team, another great team for Berkeley Post 14, a team that we thought had state championship potential just like this one, but things didn't go that way. And hearing him say that is something that, I hope propels them to that state championship this year. Yeah, I, we saw yesterday why Braden's been able to get to the Division Two level at, at Shepherd and make a lot of plays. And we've seen over the over the summer that he's had his offensive uh, moments too. Why he's trying to stay a two way player over there, but his, he makes his money as you know, metaphorically speaking, at least as a, as a pitcher. And we saw that last night. Finally, we did kind of see, like Spencer said, some some rough outings here and there. But we saw him living up to I mean, his you see that throughout all. I think it's tough to go out there after, you know, his his is probably more of a grind of a season in college, especially Division Two. You're riding on bus trips hours away, going hours south to begin the season in you yeah. know, late February, early March. And, you know, for him he was able to pitch as a freshman he got some time pitching he played in games as a freshman which was it's tough to jump into any kind of college baseball and dominate you know and play at a great level when you're coming in as a freshman against guys especially right now with the way college sports is lined up you got six you got 24 year olds playing because of the COVID year and red shirt years and other things like that so you know for him obviously it's been a great ending so far to his season with, or to his legion time which he wants to keep going for a while uh the game tonight will be at 5 p.m the first game hopefully or for post 14 sake they hope there's only one game as they'll take on the potomac valley post 64 team who beat north berkeley 11 to 3 last night north berkeley season comes to an end 11 and 22 for a team in its first season in existence uh with a lot of guys that'll be coming back next year uh, to that team and some going to play college baseball as well uh, but uh, you know it, I think North Berkeley getting their first win in area tournament play against Potomac Valley definitely helps them uh, but they're a team that probably isn't going away next year no for sure and you hope that they can continue to improve as you said a very young team first year together getting that under their belt now for some experience and also going out and getting that win against uh post 64 and game one unfortunately for them falling in the next two games but even during the regular season having a competitive game one against berkeley post 14 that six to five game is something you can build off of as well even though it was a loss for them they still have a lot of talent throughout that roster and next year i think they'll be even better getting some breaking news here shout out jim klein for sending me over uh, it, I believe Boxcars is the Flying Boxcars is the name for the Hagerstown baseball team. I the Flying Boxcars. I forgot that, that was happening today. 
I think that's the one where we all said that's the one we didn't want. Yeah. <laughs> Haymakers would have been a good one. But all right, flying that's the Hagerstown Flying Boxcar. Shout out Jim Klein for sending that over to me. Hold we on. will sure. hit the break here. We will wait. As uh, it's a long-awaited announcement coming this afternoon from the NFL <laughs> Owners Committee. What? Um, we can get to it at the start of the next one. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. When we come back, an ode to Dan Snyder will be a montage playing coming back uh, with a very special ending that Colin and I recorded uh, right before the start of the show. It's going to be a very special segment for Colin and I next. Not sure what's happening here. What is playing in the background? Uh, what is going on? All right, well, we'll step aside for a two-minute break. We'll be back after this two-minute break. New car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. I guess one of the things the fans want to know is what type of changes can they expect? Will there be any changes? Just winning. Number one change. How would you describe the culture surrounding this football team? You know, the culture is actually damn good. To the NFL team that will be called the Washington Redskins no longer, the team will drop the name Redskins. The owner of the team once said he would never do it, saying you can put that in caps. Washington's pro football team under new scrutiny this morning. 
just days after the team officially dropped its longtime nickname, widely viewed as a racist slur against Native Americans. Now, more than a dozen women who worked for the team alleging sexual harassment from top executives in an explosive report by the Washington Post. Among those coming forward, Emily Applegate, who spent a year with the team as a marketing coordinator. Nobody deserves to be degraded and treated like that. Nobody deserves to be disrespected. I feel within the last hour, the Washington Commanders co-owners Dan and Tanya Snyder announced that they have an agreement in place officially to sell the franchise to Josh Harris, the owner of the 76ers, the Devils, and his group. Na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. By Dan it is, as the NFL owners will officially vote this afternoon in a meeting in Minneapolis that is going to get going here at about an hour and a half Minnesota time, uh, where the commanders will officially be sold to Josh Harris, who is on site in Minneapolis, just seeing tweets earlier on uh, that he is in Minneapolis and he will be there to, I guess, sign the deal officially. I'm not too sure. Sign the deal, the press conference. He'll be introduced by Roger Goodell. Uh, But uh, sorry for the technology issues we had getting that together. This was a little late addition to the show and it didn't want to work out of our player, so I had to play it out of the computer itself. Uh, but, Colin, this is a day that we've been waiting for for a very, very, very long time. And to say the ball kind of got going, I would probably say three years ago this summer. When the team announced it's changed its nickname, which you heard in that audio from ABC News, uh, write it in all caps. Write it in all caps. Well, guess what? It happened. And then... Shortly after that, what happened? The lawsuit, uh, first of many, with the uh, allegations that came out, as you heard there in our little celebration intro, um, that the unfortunate lawsuit of the allegations from numerous women into the toxic workplace environment in Washington, which has gotten better and will continue to get better now that the uh, ownership is changing, and hopefully... From there, things get better. You never know what the future can bring, but you always want to stay optimistic. And today, as a fan of this franchise, it's a great day because we know over the past three decades how bad it has been. And ultimately, it comes down to wins and losses. And that's what frustrates you as a fan. Sometimes, in a bad way, you can overlook other negative things if your team's winning. And that goes for everybody in the world of sports. But it makes things tougher when things are bad all over the place, on the field and off the field. And now, hopefully, 
things will be better on the field and off the field. Yeah, and you heard it there in his initial interview. Uh, shout out to ABC7 here or in the D.C. area for uncovering that from their archives. That was Renee Knott's interview from 1999 at the induct- introductory press conference uh, of Dan Steiner saying, winning, just winning. That's going to be the number one change. Later on in that interview, talks about a Super Bowl. Well, he talked about how he turns around businesses, yet he had to sell like three or four off during his time as owner of the Commanders before he sold them and eventually here in 2023. Uh, turned him, he turned them around all right, 360 degrees. Well, this just hit me this morning. I saw this video as well, but I remember it from Thursday Night Football last year. Al Michaels spoke on this, and this is what he had to say during the middle of the Bears-Commanders game on Thursday Night Football on Amazon. Feeling, I think what the league would love is for Snyder to sell the team. Not have to go to a vote, but just sell the team. Because it's become a major problem around the league, obviously. And we'll see what happens. I think it's got a long way to go, and Dan, very well known for digging his heels into the ground. And took a while, but it finally happened. I think I really... Something came out before that game. I can't remember what it was as to what led to him saying that, too, I think. Yeah. I think it was one of the other It might have been the, uh, the ticket... The ticket that scandal. Been the ticket yeah, there was so like, much yeah, stuff I could have put into yeah. that little montage, but we I don't just, have enough time. There's not enough right. time, and it's like when you go to look for these audio clips on YouTube, there's new ones that have come out. Like there's new news. Like I was looking for the specific news story about 2020 about the exposés coming out in the Washington Post, and it took me like five minutes of changing my search to find the exact one I was looking for, and it's just. Today is just a day of, uh, it, it's not even like like the just winning, winning a Super Bowl thing. It's not. It's not a promise of winning. It's just a, it's just the hope. It is the hope that people that grew up being Redskins fans then now turned into Commanders fans. And even people who said, I don't want to deal with Dan Snyder. I am not a fan of his teams. I'm not going to buy anything from his teams. You're welcome back. If you want to come back, ju- jump on the bandwagon. You can come back. And I think many are. I know even family members of mine that were in that boat of whether they didn't like the name change or they were just sick and tired of Dan Snyder's ownership and the dark cloud over this franchise saying, I'm never going to a game. I'm not giving him any of my money by buying any of this merch. I'm done. I'll I'll watch on TV here and there. But until things change, I'm not a fan. And there were times where I wanted to do the same thing because it was tough. I mean, going around being like, how can you be a fan of a team either named the Redskins? Or how can you like a franchise where the owner of this franchise is doing these things and there's this toxic toxicity all around? It was definitely something that made you think, hey, is it time to just find a new team? There's plenty of other teams out there that are a lot better than this one. Probably at the time, all of them other than Washington. And here we are now hoping that things get better and that this change is for the good. And 
You got something? Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, no one would, I wouldn't blame anyone that right. wanted to switch teams. Yeah, I don't either. And it's, I think it says a lot about Snyder that the, even the thought of the owners, the owners voting him out even came up because NFL owners have been able to get a lot away with a lot over the years. Well, I think that has a lot to do with it. Right. I think we saw this come out just a week ago that Dan Snyder basically brought down Jay Gruden or John Gruden, excuse me. Like, all of that stuff led to that, and what else is there? What else does Dan Snyder have on all these owners? That's why they didn't vote him out. Well, you heard about the, what, blackmail PowerPoint? I sent that. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you looked into it, but it was um, whenever, I think it was with Goodell, um, that the lawyers with, uh, what's her name? I can't remember. Wilkinson? No. um, Banks? Snyder's lawyer. or Wilkinson. The one that the report that never came out as a report. No, the female that potentially could have leaked the Gruden stuff. Who was? Oh, the uh, the Rock Nation executive. Yes. Yeah. So um, back to this, where it was supposed to be, basically showing the improvements in Washington, and instead it was a PowerPoint of blackmail of the dirt that Snyder said he had on all these owners in the NFL. Yeah, and there's that, and there's also the 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 thing of if you're if you're going to set the precedent of voting an owner out of the league, it, it sets it you know later down the line, and owners say, well, if I do something wrong, then the voter the owners are going to vote me out too. They they don't want to set that precedent in the same way that the NBA didn't want to do it for Robert Sarver with the Suns. They would just hope that he sold the team, and they did the same with with Snyder. I'm sure there was internal pressure from the NFL, other owners, or inside the league office, or whatever it may have been, to say, hey, sell the team so that we don't have to do this. We don't have to vote you out and, and set that standard. So I they, still think the irony of all this was, what was it, eight years ago? Is kind of, I guess, maybe 10 years ago now? I don't know. Somewhere around like 2012 to 2014, there was a time frame where the movement of Change the Name started to really take some take off. And that was when the trademark office refused the trademark for the Redskins. Yep. And then South Park made this whole meme of it. And it was hilarious. It was it was the it was the RG3 Kirk Cousins era because yep. the initial promo had RG3 in it then he got hurt or benched or whatever and then Kirk Cousins was in it. It was it, I, it's just this time and I think a lot early in the early years because although they weren't necessarily winning winning per se they had good teams when they brought joe gibbs back the joe gibbs 2.0 era was it was a hail mary by dan snyder to be completely honest with you but the team was selling out fedex field they were still selling out fedex field there was a waiting list of 10 years. I don't know how true that was about season tickets. Oh, it, it was true. And now that waiting list is expected to come back. But right now, it's nothing. Yeah. But my whole point in this is like when I really became a Redskins fan was like 2005 to 2008. It was pre-Jim Zorn. And then I was like, well, they're about to stink. And then it was Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan's going to change this whole organization. Like it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And then... Dan Snyder just wanted to be in everything, and 
he wanted the RG3 pick. And I just think it comes back to the fact that Dan Snyder had to have his hand in everything. And today is just a, a day for me as a, as a Washington football team fan, a fan of the Redskins, a fan of the football team, a fan of the commanders to just renewed hope. I don't expect anything out of this. I don't expect a Super Bowl in the next 15 years. I just expect renewed hope and to not be and the laughing stock of the NFL. The commanders are the laughing stock of the NFL. I, I, I want ownership that cares about the fans and puts their interests first whether that's a new stadium or not forcing you to pay to come to training camp having these things where for example even though it's not the new ownership yet they probably have some say on it but for training camp starting next week i believe it's not only free for the fans but for the first so many fans they're giving away stuff i know tomorrow with the new ownership there's a fan fest at fedex field at one o'clock where you can come meet the new ownership group and celebrate yeah these are the things that was not here at all for the past three uh, decades uh, dan snyder would have never done that and before we hit the break here because we're a little behind on the break obviously uh dan snyder is just I don't know how to say it without like defaming his name and then somehow getting a lawsuit here in yeah, five you don't years. Want that. He sucks. But, <laughs> that's not what I was gonna say. He's just there's a story that came out years I guess it was last year as part of the congressional uh findings last summer. It actually came out June twenty sixth of twenty twenty two. Um I guess Mark Lerner, the owner of the Nationals, who's a real estate investor. He bought land around FedEx Field that I guess was a subsidiary of not like Dan Snyder didn't own the land, but he rented the land as parking, if that makes sense. Okay. Well, Mark Lerner bought it out from under him. And I guess he had a suite at the commander or at the Reds, then Redskins. So I guess Dan Snyder told one of his confidants for whatever, one of his right hand guys, uh, that. To, to pour milk on the carpet underneath the seating in Mark Lerner's suite so that the suite would smell like sour milk when the Lerner family came in on game day. Alleg- what kind of person does that? Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, a horrible person allegedly does that. I mean, <laughs> not surprised by that at all to hear that he might he may have done that. At least it was just milk. At least, yeah, I mean... I don't know. Just the toxicity of the person that he is. And then uh, I'd be interested to see how much how much longer Tanya Snyder stays with him. If there's if there's an agreement or anything. But uh, it's just it's a great day to be a, a fan of the Washington NFL franchise that will no longer be owned by Dan Snyder in a couple of hours. But uh, this is our ode to Dan Snyder, Colin. Bye-bye-bye. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at Orsini's.com or or 360 Hackwoods Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We'll be back after this two-minute break. I'm doing this tonight. Probably going to start a fight. Mom, 
flavor come from? Well, um, when people love food, they cook it on a Traeger grill. Meat, corn, even pie. <laughs> and then the Traeger does the rest, which brings everyone to celebrate this beautiful thing that they've created. Because when you share delicious food with your friends, that's the flavor of life. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. WVU Medicine is pleased to announce that robotic-assisted total hip and knee replacement with the new Zimmer Biomet Rosa is now offered right here in the Eastern Panhandle at both Berkeley Medical Center and Jefferson Medical Center. The information provided by the Rosa results in more precise and accurate hip and knee replacements than ever before. WVU Medicine is proud to offer this technology and be a leader in orthopedic surgery in the Eastern Region. For more info, call 304-725-BONE. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Join us this summer for the thrill of American Legion Baseball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. The Berkeley Post 14 Hornets are the premier team in the area, and you don't want to miss one second of the action. The next pitch to Baden Hartman is cracked out the deep left field. That ball is going, going, gone! A three-run homer! The Hornets begin their season on June 3rd. We'll have coverage all the way through the area tournament July 18th through the 22nd at P.O. Faulkner Park. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. Nick out on vacation this week. He'll be back next week. Uh, but more NFL news this afternoon. We really didn't talk about it yesterday because uh, we got caught up talking about other stuff. But uh, this actually coming out today was kind of an update of what we were going to talk about yesterday. So it makes more sense to talk about it today. Uh, because it came out yesterday evening. Saquon Barkley, uh, after we talked about, I guess it was two days ago, that he did not sign his franchise tag tender, so he does not have a contract, didn't get the extension done. He tweeted it is what it is uh, the other day at the 4 p.m. deadline. Uh, he now says he has considered not playing for the Giants this season, admitting during a recent interview that he, quote, might have to take it this to this level, end quote, amid his stalemate with the team over the long-term contract. He has leverage in his negotiations. He was on the Money Matters podcast that was recorded before Monday's deadline for the long-term deal. Uh, but I guess his leverage to him is just uh, explicitive you. The explicitive begins with an F. He could just say, blank you. I don't want to play. That's his leverage. <laughs> That yeah, you can hold out. I mean, who do the Giants have behind them? That's the th that's the thing. So I mean, we talked about it before, where it, it is kind of reaching this point where 
the NFL views all, pretty much all running backs as pretty much replaceable. But I think there is still a bit of a difference at the very top of the position. You guys like Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Those guys, when they're healthy and at the top of their game, do give you more of a dynamic guy, especially when they can when they can catch passes out of the backfield and be a threat as a receiver as well. They they give you more than just the average running back. And I think Saquon Barkley is one of those guys. And we saw with the Giants last year that he was uh, basically uh, a whole big part of their offense. Like Daniel Jones was pretty solid enough to get them to the playoffs but it was to the point where they still needed a lot from Barkley a lot of touchdowns and and yards and the only problem with Barkley is maybe his he has a little bit less leverage in the fact that he had a major injury left him out for most of if not all of the year before last so you could say there's injury concerns why you don't give him the contract that he wants but I think if you're the Giants, you still should give Barkley some money. Uh, you gave Daniel Jones a big contract, so that's the thing. Do you want to pay your quarterback forty million a year and your running back fifteen million a year, whatever it might yeah, be? Yeah, it's kind of tough for these running backs to get these big contracts because all the money's going to the quarterbacks because it's kind of become a passing league even though you still need those big running backs they can definitely make a difference but it's strange i mean looking at last year's rushing stats right leading rusher in the nfl josh jacobs same situation as saquon barkley right now who was the fourth leading rusher sixth leading rusher dalvin cook is a free agent right now running backs for some reason it seems like as you said are viewed as replaceable and financially it's okay you don't need to sign them to big contracts you can go out and get another guy that's younger for half the production probably maybe about 60 70 percent of the production and just have two of them for cheap yeah i mean the thing is about running backs their shelf life just proves to not be that long it's it's a tough situation because you understand where ownership's coming from or you know front offices are coming from where they say it's not efficient, it doesn't. It's not financially sound to give big contracts to running backs. But at the same time, you want to see these really talented players get the money that they deserve. So I don't know if there's something that needs to be done in the collective bargaining agreement with the players, or or what to make sure that these guys get paid. Uh, but it's it's a tough situation because I I do think that you can get really good running back production out of just a good offensive line and then you know just you can it's it's a lot easier to find good running backs in the late rounds of the draft or cheap and free agency uh, guys that haven't really proved themselves yet and be have good seasons rushing and then they're just less valuable because like you said, Colin, it's becoming more and more of a passing league. It's just more efficient and more valuable to throw the ball more. You, It's easier to get big yardage from a pass than it is from a run. So yeah. that's just kind of where the league is going. But again, at the same time, the, the, players, the players union is probably going to have to come up with some sort of resolution to this 
to make sure that these running backs don't just become extinct as a position where guys are going to say, I don't want to play running back. If I get to the league, I'm not going to get paid. I think that's how it's going right now, though. Austin Eckler, I sent it to you guys uh, yesterday because I thought we were going to get to it yesterday but didn't have time. Had a great uh, segment on the Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports. Which you can tune into right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 7. Talking about the contract issues for the running backs and how they're not viewed as highly as other positions now when it comes to contracts. But trade value is a different story. He was mentioning how it never came close to a trade for him, which was circulating all last year because they could never come to agreements with any other teams because they wanted first-round picks, multiple first-round picks, potentially, for Eckler, who, great running back. But they couldn't get the deal done because they wanted so much for him. But then on the other side, when it comes to renewing a contract, they're going to give him nothing. So which is it, is what he was saying to the owners. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, he really needs to sing for his moment. This is his moment, and for the running back's moment, if they can get the attention of the NFL PA, the NFL owners, maybe something can change. I think that's the league acknowledging that these guys have a lot of value and a lot of talent, but they just don't want to give them they don't want to give them big contracts but i mean if the pa has something to say about it they'll they'll bring this up this will be a big issue coming up but that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience go to hagerstownford.com for more on the other side of this break we'll wrap up today's edition of the sports mix we'll talk orioles as they are now in the trade for a pitcher just not the pitcher that that's also a hitter we'll talk about that on the other side of this break as well the nationals fall to the cubs last night before a day off today you're tuned into the sports mix on talk rated wrnr and tv 10 back in two minutes This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. is everywhere. I'm in new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times than a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. 
more bangs. <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us as we wrap up this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll now talk MLB baseball, specifically the O's and the Nats. The O's get a big win yesterday they're now in first place that's right in the al east they are no longer bottom dwellers in midway through the season they're not sellers of the deadline no they're buyers they're first when you look at winning percentage even though i guess they're tied with the race technically but winning still, percentage yeah. you put them to end the tiebreaker is baltimore in first so things are looking good right now for this team since Rutschman got called up last year, they haven't been swept in a series, which is crazy. I think it's now up to 70, and now it's a huge yep. four-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays. They staved off that yesterday, right? Yeah. They were almost swept. They were almost swept. They but were a game away from being swept. Kept it away. They just, it just doesn't happen. And they made they did what they needed to do yesterday, as, and then they still need to make another move or two, but they finally made a move in the bullpen to – to get i think it's the perfect orioles pitcher because first of all great baltimore accent name go, go from the a's getting in shintero fujinami yeah he's there you go i didn't have to say it yeah so and he's he's a start he's a guy that failed as a starter and had to be moved to the bullpen and he's been good as a bullpen pitcher that's a perfect oriole right there koji uahara brian maddox zach Britton. that's that was the case with all of them there so yeah and they got him for pretty cheap, too. I mean, he's been in yeah. the MLB, and they traded a minor league guy that's right now been a career minor leaguer, I believe I saw it, 26 years old. Yeah, so. Easton Lucas from mm-hmm. the AAA. I, I didn't know who he was. Not Same. one of the top 10 prospects, at least. That's all I would care about. But which me, that just means that they can afford to, you know, go maybe get another better reliever that's on the market or a, a starter. Yeah, deadline. Or or Is the deadline the 31st? Bartani. Yes. I believe. All right. Well, there's a little ways away from the deadline. The Nats fall yesterday 8-3. They lose the series to the Cubs. They're off today before they begin a three-game weekend set in D.C. Uh, now I just lost who they're playing. They will play the, the San Giants. Francisco Giants. It'll be 7.05 tomorrow, 1.35 Saturday, and 7... Oh, no. 7.05 tonight. Seven. No. 7.05 I'm already all messed up. Friday, Saturday, 7.05, Sunday, 1.35. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Be sure to tune into American Legion Baseball Action Area 4 Championship this afternoon, 4.45, the pregame, 5 p.m. first pitch between post 14 and post 64. If uh, post 14 wins, they will win the area. Championship is already going to the state tournament. But for Colin, Dylan, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, Inwood, Berkeley Springs.